What a privilege it is to be with you today. Thank you, Pastor Kelly, for letting me come. I uh, just got back from the United States. I've had two hours of sleep and uh, a couple cups of coffee this morning. So if I'm shaky, it's not because I'm nervous, but because I've probably had a little bit too much caffeine. Uh, But I am just so happy to be with you. I love the church. I love God's word. And I have the privilege of talking to you about a, a very important discipline today that is important to talk about, but not so easy to practice. And that is the discipline of silence. And before I jump into, really, it's a a very different message than I would normally do. Um, So if you hate it, don't don't assume that every sermon I preach is like this. Um, But I believe so strongly in the power of silence. Um, But I want you to know... I feel like I'm going to make a sales pitch, really, for silence today. And, but I, what I want you to know is that silence does not come naturally to me. Rest is not easy for me. I am very driven. Slowing down is not um, in my vocabulary. And to prove my point, I want to tell you a little bit about um, my, my life so far. And um, I, I loved school as a kid. I, I grew up in the United States. Um, did did really well, and by the time I was 13, at, at attending normal public uh, school, I also started taking university classes. And then by 15, I tested out of my public high school and started full-time in, in university. Then by 19, I had finished my um, bachelor's degree, which is four years there, with a double major. And at the same time, I'd finished my fifth year of a teaching credential and decided to get hired as a 19-year-old high school um, English teacher, as well as then quickly right after started a master's in education. I am an achiever, and I am a doer. And I didn't realize how important silence was until just a few years ago. And, um, and so it has radically changed my life, but I want you to know that it has been a battle, it has been a fight, but it has changed my life for the better. It has changed my relationship with the Lord, and I believe that this is something so important for me, but also for all of you today. And um, so I hope that you'll, you'll, you'll journey with me with this sales pitch for silence. And so we're going to do three things today. The first is I'm going to give you some scripture to encourage you to be still. Then I'm going to give you, if if you're still not convinced that you need to do it, I want to argue the case of why this is, the what are the benefits of silence. And then we're going to be doing something very different. We're actually going to take the the halfway mark of of my allotted time, and we're going to watch a video. And it's going to have words that you're just going to read, and we're going to be quiet and we're going to actually practice silence together. And so I, we got to practice. You can't just hear me talk about it if I believe in this so much. And um, so I'm so grateful to Pastor Kelly for letting me be a little creative in the message today. But let's first just jump into, um, into God's word. Uh, I love this saying. It, it makes me laugh. My mind is like a bad neighborhood. I don't like to go there alone. I think most of us don't really practice silence really well or very often. And if I were to ask you how your relationship with God is doing, how would you measure your success? Bible reading? Prayer? 
fasting, you probably wouldn't mention silence, would you? As you're talking about your relationship with God to others, do you ever mention silence? I'm guessing not, and I want to change that today. And I I love this. Silence is the key to helping us hear from the Lord. Pete Scazzaro says that silence is the practice of quieting every inner and outer voice in order to be attentive to God. This is about focusing on God when we are silent. The problem is we are so busy. You hear it all the time. Oh, we're so addicted to our phones. What's the first thing you looked at this morning? I'm guilty. I looked at my phone at like three in the morning. <laughs> we can listen to all sorts of podcasts, audiobooks, music, Netflix all the time. And honestly, I don't believe that we want to be silent because it's often in the silence that we figure out what is really going on in our hearts. The fear, anxiety, perhaps anger that is underneath the surface is going to come up when we're silent. But if we ignore it, at some point it's going to explode. And so we want to jump ahead and let God deal with us and deal with our hearts so that we can be all that he's created us to be, so that we can know him as intimately as he desires. If we are going to become all that God promises, we must face what is really going on inside of us. And God desires that we have an abundant life. And silence helps us experience this abundance. It also helps us hear what God has to say about that fear, about that anxiety, about that anger that's inside. So first, a couple scriptures. Psalm 46 has some very powerful words for us. And verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. This psalm reminds us of who God is to his children. He is our help and a safe place. Amen? He is, a, he is stronger than any difficulty. And I love, this is another way to say this. He, his help has been proven in the past so that we can trust him for, to help us today. Next, this psalm gives us a list of, of horrible things that can happen. But these things should not shake our confidence because God is our refuge. He is the one we run to for safety. It says in verse 2 and 3, Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and roam and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. See, these verses can describe what could happen on earth, but sometimes it more accurately describes what's going on inside of our hearts. Can I ask you what your burden, what burden are you carrying today? Do you know what's really bothering you? Is there a situation that's troubling you? A lot of times we don't understand why a situation is so important to us. So what should we remember? What should we do? If we jump ahead to verses 9 through 11, they say, He, God, makes wars cease 
to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We must remember this morning that God can stop wars. The ones out in our world today and also the wars in our hearts. And I believe that God wants to encourage us. But this passage is very interesting. You see, the be still part, it's not just a little tiny voice saying, maybe you should sit down and be quiet. This, according to, to, um, to the commentaries, is actually a strong rebuke. Be still. Be quiet. Stop your restless pursuit. Stop the uproar. Stop being so busy on Netflix just to distract yourself that you are forgetting who is in control. Who has all the power? Who is wanting to lead and direct your life and stop the battle? Win the battle in your life. Can we receive that rebuke in our busyness today to stop and know who is in control? I pray that we will yield to him today and we will allow him to do the work that's needed in our lives. To stop the incessant need to be busy. Silence in the beginning was extremely hard and I I will be honest, when I'm stressed, it's still really hard. I suddenly find a lot of things to clean in my house when I need to just sit down and talk to Jesus or really just listen to him. See, when I first thought, when I first started to try this, I thought that God was going to just tell me all the things I wasn't doing right. That there was going to be, actually the war was going to be against me rather than he's, him wanting to silence the, the wrong thinking and, and really to quiet the battle that was inside and yet, as I was, I, was, I was starting to practice this, God did so many incredible things, and, and he began to change my thinking. He began to set me free from wrong thinking, from lies that I was believing, and help me to know how to, to continue. And, and so I believe in this so strongly that we need to allow God to fight the battle for us. We need to allow him the place and the room in our schedule to speak. Frederick Beekner, in in his commentary on the book of John, says that the goal of the book of John is to help believers to trust or believe in God. And he says that the modern, the best modern translation of to trust or to believe is actually to relax in God. And I love that. I love that as we're being still and knowing that, that he is God, He's actually asking, will you relax in me? See, when we're relaxed in him, we can trust him. We can obey. We can follow him. This is a life of freedom and liberation if we will just say yes to practicing a little bit of silence each day. But if you are still skeptical, I would like to give you a few benefits that studies have shown about silence. I am, according to Kelly, a crunchy person. 
Um, I am one of those uh, weirdos that will try every type of health thing if you tell me that there's some research that, uh, that something's helpful. I've taken wheatgrass. I regularly take apple cider vinegar. I do coconut oil. I will try all sorts of teas. And um, some are great and some are not. But if you tell me something is good, I, I'm, I'm open. Even if it tastes disgusting, I will, I will give it a try. <laughs> And, and I believe so strongly in silence um, that if you are not yet convinced, I want to tell you that this has such great health benefits for you. And, um, and so for those of you logical ones that need to know why you should do this, I want you to know that when you practice silence regularly, your brain cell growth improves. You have better memory. You have, your heart is protected. You're str- you, you experience stress relief and re- relaxation. You are less reactive. Your brain is growing. You get better sleep. If you do not sleep well, if you struggle with insomnia, you need to start practicing silence. Studies show improvements in focus and productivity, academic performance, if we have any students in here, health overall, happiness and a sense of purpose improves with silence. Emotional resilience, as well as emotional intelligence improves. You are a kinder person if you will practice some silence. Would you nudge the person next to you and tell them, I will be kind, practice silence so you can be kind to me. What's amazing as well is that studies have shown a decrease in ADHD, depression, anxiety disorders, bulimia, anorexia, and a lot more. This is powerful stuff when we are spending time focused on God, quiet. It's incredible. It decreases your risk of dementia. Every two minutes of silence can lower your heart rate and blood pressure. And two minutes of silence is more stress-reducing than the effect of soothing music. Silence is, that is focused on God is healthy for you. And what is fun about this and what makes it more enjoyable um, is that it actually makes your life, research has shown that, that people who practice silence regularly say that they have more fun when they're doing something fun. It says that work is easier. They enjoy their life more. And for those that, that spiritually speaking, they're in touch with reality. They can hear from God better. They know what's going on inside of them as well. It helps us to present instead of It helps us to be present instead of trying to escape our feelings, our situations. And we are able to discern better and make better choices if we would just practice maybe one, maybe two minutes of silence each day. Silence is the other half of prayer that we forget about often. If prayer is a two-way conversation, we must listen to God's responses to our prayers. And that requires your mouth to be closed and you not looking at your phone. The purpose of silence is to know God better and listen to God more deeply. It is about spending time in God's presence. And so what we're going to do is we are going to have um, a video that's going to just be showing some some words. You're going to be reading it. And I'm going to warn you, for those who are type A, like me, you're going to get a little annoyed about the, the, the slowness of this video. 
But I love this, um, this image uh, or metaphor of just your mind or your, your inner self is often like a snow globe. Some of us, it's like the snow globe has been shaken. And, um, and there's a lot of snow all around, and it needs to settle. And so we're going to take the next 15 minutes or so to go through, just listen and quiet ourselves and actually practice silence together. And you're probably going to notice suddenly that, oh gosh, my, I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, my nose is itchy. And you know what? Scratch your nose if you need to scratch your nose. If you, if you start to get distracted, just come back and keep reading. And when those silent moments happen and you, and you start thinking about, oh, what do I got to do for lunch? Oh, I got to do this this week. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Just bring it back to him. Because every time you wander, it gives you another chance, as uh, one pastor says, to come back and focus on him. All right. I think we will. Everyone's in? Yes. Okay. We will begin. You survived. Psalm, Psalm 37 says to, to be still and wait patiently for the Lord. My challenge to you this week is that you will try to find one minute or maybe two minutes each day and be silent, focused on the Lord, just listening, 
asking him what he wants to say. Or maybe it's just being in his presence, knowing that he's there. May it bless you. May it change your heart and change your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in a crazy, busy world, we are in desperate need of quiet, of silence, and we're asking you for help. Lord, would you help us to be still and wait patiently for you, to not take control that is not ours to take, but to relax in our God, trusting him to lead the way every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is Kelly, lead pastor of the Bridge International Church. We hope you enjoyed this week's message from the Bridge. If you'd like more information about the Bridge, or if you'd like to get in touch with us, visit us at thebridgeparis.com.